0: Welcome to the broadcast of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. We're located at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, and we're glad you've tuned in. We pray that today's message is a blessing to you. If you desire prayer, our ministers are available to pray with you. Give us a call at 803-776-1238 or call us toll free at 1-888-776-1238. Today, Pastor Daryl Jackson shares the Pentecost message titled, The Power to Change.
1: There's a word from the Lord on this glorious Pentecost Sunday, two references of Holy Scripture, the book of Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8. Also, the book of Acts chapter 2 and verse number 14. Amen and amen. How many of you are ready for a word from the Lord? Amen. Ready, a word from the Lord. Amen. Listen to the reading of God's holy word. Chapter 1, verse 8, reading from the NIV translation. And it reads, but you will receive power. Somebody say power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth chapter 2 and verse 14 then Peter stood up with the 11 raised his voice and addressed the crowd fellow Jews And all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain, Peter said, this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. We ask God's blessings on reading and the hearing of his word. For the next few moments on this Pentecost Sunday, I want to talk to you from the subject, the power to change. Look at someone before you sit down around you, behind you, or either side of you. Certainly wave at someone and say, the power, the power to change. change. Clap those hands as you take your seat. Amen. Amen. The power to change. On this special Sunday, special Pentecost Sunday, Recognition Sunday. We would like in this message today to talk about the power as well as the significance of Pentecost. Someone help me say Pentecost. God has given us the assignment to look at this from both a historical and a spiritual phenomenon in the Christian faith. Pentecost is not a denomination. Pentecost is not uh, an organization. It is not just what those folk who make a whole lot of noise do. I mean, Pentecost actually happened. And it actually means something. Even today. Can I preach? Pentecost. Someone help me say Pentecost. Pentecost. It's considered... To be the birthday of the New Testament church. So help me look at someone sitting next to you and say, Happy birthday. birthday. Amen. The birthday of the New Testament church. Now, I just, I wouldn't invite somebody to my birthday party who showed up sad and in a bad mood. (laughs) Amen. Now, somebody, you came to the wrong party, man. It, it commemorates the descent or the arrival of the Holy Spirit, particularly in the lives of the apostles. Contrary to what some people say, it is not the arrival of the Holy Spirit on earth. Because Jesus talks about it in chapter 1 of Book Acts. He talked about it earlier when he breathed on them. But, it, but it, it commemorates something different. It commemorates the Holy Spirit arrival inside of believers, the apostles, the 120 of them who gathered in the upper room in the city of Jerusalem some 50 days following the resurrection. There we get the number 50. That's why Pentecost, 50 is significant. Historically, even in this church, we, we've given $50 towards ministry and outreach. I remember looking back even eighteen 19, I'm sorry, 89, and even before, which Bishop Jackson and others says, it's important that we recognize the significance of Pentecost. We don't treat it just like another day. Fifty days, someone say fifty, following the resurrection. Ten days after Jesus leaves this earth on a cloud. Ten days, he tells them as he was leaving to go to Jerusalem and to wait there until they receive this special gift from the Father which was the Holy Spirit. Now, some would wonder why it took 10 days. There are some who erroneously fashioned a doctrinal protocol that's called tarrying or waiting for the Holy Ghost, Pastor Lawson. <laughs> and, and, and what they thought was that you have to wait for the Holy Ghost. But the truth of the matter is the Holy Ghost was waiting on them. (laughs) Somebody just got it. They didn't have to wait because the Holy Ghost was already there. It was, it, it could come on your porch sweeping Mother Jackson outside when no prayer warriors are around to help you break through. Because The Holy Ghost waits on us to make ourselves available for it. We don't wait on the Holy Ghost. It took 10 days for 120 men and women, apostles, the mother of Jesus. Thanks to Dr. E. Dewey Smith, as he pointed out on Tuesday, even the brothers of Jesus who were converted somewhere between the crucifixion and the ascension, okay? But it took 10 days for them to get their acts together. 10 days for them to go into a room and hash out everything they had been holding against each other. 10 days to get all of that mess out of their life. 10 days to get out of their life Who would sit on the right hand and the left hand? Ten days to get who's going to be the chief among us. Ten days to stop stabbing each other in the back. Holy Spirit was ready, but they weren't. And so they had to go somewhere And as we heard earlier by Sister Regina, they had to get on one accord because the Holy Spirit does not operate in division. Holy Spirit doesn't operate when there's a mess going on, even in your own life, when there's a conflict of spirits that's living in you. When one day you're up, the next day you're down. And you don't know if you're going to be a worshiper or you're going to be a cusser. If you're going to be a worshiper or you're going to be a drunk. What are you going to be? The Holy Spirit says, you decide what you want to be. It's not waiting on you to be perfect. It's waiting on you to have a desire to change. And so it took 50 days from the resurrection to Pentecost it was 10 days from the ascension of Jesus back to the Father in Pentecost and I don't know what happened in those 10 days because don't let any preacher tell you they do because it has not been recorded what was recorded is this they went into a room and they waited and they closed the door and they worked some things out they decided Who would replace Judas? Then they had to decide among themselves, are we ready for the next big move of God in our life? Can I ask you a question? Are you ready? Are you ready for the next move of God in your life? And perhaps the only reason it hasn't happened yet is not that God is holding it back. It's that you are not ready for it to come in. That is why I said at the beginning, lift those hands and say welcome. There are several incredible things that are associated with Pentecost. After those 10 days of shutting the door, hashing out why we don't like each other, 10 days of, of John and James Saying to Peter, man, we we apologize for trying to stab you in the back. (laughs) Uh, Ten days of Thomas saying, I apologize for being a doubter. Ten, ten, Ten days of those who said, we apologize to you, Mary Magdalene. Uh, for questioning your passion when you wanted to worship Jesus in a way that we weren't comfortable with. They had to hash some things out. And so you got to get to the point where you say, Lord, if you are going to move in the next level, in the next dispensation of my life, I've got to work some things out between me. There's an enemy inside of you that you've got to work out. There's some conflict going on. Not you versus the church, but you versus you. may I preach so they had to work it out somebody said work it out Ooh, and then nothing magical about 10 days even nothing prophetic about 10 days no, no prophet had prophesied that it would be 10 days after the ascension uh, Jesus just told them as long as if they would have worked it out in one day the Holy Spirit would have showed up the next day if they would have worked it out in two days, the Holy Spirit would have showed up the next day. But it took them 10 days to realize that we ought to be in one place on one accord if we are ready for the next move of God. Then it happened. Ah, a sound like a mighty Russian wind came. Flames of tongues of fire that looked to be cloven fires as if they were clothing fires sitting over their heads, Ooh. speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. Look at somebody and say, Something happened. Something happened. It shook the room. <laughs> uh, does the Holy Spirit still shake the room? Man? Does the Holy Spirit still shake the room? How many of you can sit? under the Holy Spirit and and not feel something moving inside of you, around you. Somebody say, shake the room, Lord. Come on, shake the room, Lord. Holy Spirit still shakes the room. However, my brothers and sisters, I didn't stop by on this Pentecost Sunday, 2023, to talk about the wind or the fire over their heads. Or the tongues that came out of their mouth. I came to talk about one of the most significant things that occurred on the day of Pentecost was the fact that lives were changed. If you want to know a sign of Pentecost, it is a changed life. Because, see, I've now been around long enough to know that everybody with a gift and a calling doesn't have a changed life who am I preaching I've been around long enough to know everybody who can sing me happy does not have a changed life I've even been around long enough to know that everybody who can hoop and preach until the roof comes out doesn't always have a changed life amen so the sign of Pentecost is not what you can see from the outside but it's changed from the inside out because there's some folk who can sing and cuss at the same time some folk who can preach and lie at the same time but Pentecost changes you who am I preaching to from the inside out Uh, Pentecost more than anything else, represents the power to change. I want to help you out. Those of you that are wondering if people are saved, don't listen just for the tongue. Because some of us have mastered the art of tongue imitation. That's why we say the same words over and over again. come, on, I wonder if tongues only got six words. And I love tongues and I appreciate the anointing of those who operate under the Holy Spirit. But what I've learned is that gifts and callings comes without repentance. Preach Pastor Jackson. That means you can be gifted and a call on your life and you can still have demons operating on the inside. But the true sign, Mother Janie Ruth Jackson of the Holy Ghost is somebody changed life. Things I used to do don't do anymore places i used to go i don't go anymore folk i used to be comfortable hanging out with i just don't have a comfort level with them anymore because i went to the meeting one night and my heart wasn't right and something got a hold of me somebody say change change somebody say change me This is a message only a pastor can preach to you. (laughs) Because true salvation is not the length of your dress or the size of your hat or as white as you may look today. Because I have discovered that behind a whole lot of white dresses are black hearts. Behind a whole lot of white suits are jaded, jacked up, messed up, selfish, egotistical parts. So don't judge me by how I look. Judge me by what I do, who I am. I'm changed, not from the outside in, but from the inside. From the inside that means when people get on my nerve I don't slip and curse because only thing can slip out of you is what's in you can I preach this Pastor Lawson Elder Fred I've often wondered why people say Pastor forgive me it slipped out my question is not how it came out it's why is it still in you as much church as you go to, as much anointing as you under, as much word as you sit under, all that, and you got stuff still in you, somebody lift those hands and say, I'm changed from the inside out. And perhaps, do I still have time to preach this? And perhaps the greatest example of a changed life as a result of Pentecost was that of Peter. Which takes me to my text. In the text reference, let us examine the most incredible and powerful transformation of the life of Peter. Somebody say preach, Pastor. Now in order for you to understand and appreciate the Peter after Pentecost... You've got to be reminded of the Peter before Pentecost. And just so that we're clear, all of us have had our before Pentecost experiences. You may be saved now, but you haven't always been saved. You may be right now, but you haven't always done what you've... How many of you know that you too have had your before Pentecost lifestyle? Things that you struggled with. Look at this. The Peter before Pentecost was a different Peter. Although he had spent three and a half years walking with Jesus. Ah, please don't miss this. I'm going to pause for effect just so you can get this. The walking with Jesus did not change him. Sitting in church can't change you. Hanging with the pastors, hanging with anointed people don't change you. Peter hung with Jesus for three and a half years. He rode the boat with Jesus. He ate dinner with Jesus. In fact, Jesus spent time over Peter's house, healed his mother-in-law. Jesus spent all of that time with Peter and yet Peter still cussed, fussed, lied, and denied. Three plus years with Jesus and was still a liar and a fighter and a cusser. Peter, whose original name was Simon, was from an area called Galilee. The Galileans were certain distinguished but characteristic personality traits made them stand out above others in that area. The Galileans were known as fiercely independent, outspoken, very blunt, impetuous, headstrong, opinionated people, very emotional. Peter, before Pentecost, embodied all of those characteristic traits of a typical Galilean. You know Peter, I know Peter. The old Peter was big mouthed, overly confident, quick tempered, uh, sword swinging, liar, cursor. That's the Peter that three years walked with Jesus. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody right now. Three years going to church Sitting on the front row. Three years eating all of Jesus' free meals. Three years going with Jesus everywhere he went. But it never changed Peter. Even Mount Transfiguration didn't change Peter. (laughs) Y'all get this. Peter watching other folk transfigure or change did not change Peter. Only one thing could change Peter, and that was the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. So you can sit up in church all you want with every title associated with your name. But if you don't have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, you come to church one way, you'll lead the same way. Peter had issues. Peter had problems. But you know what? You know who knew all of this about Peter? Can I preach? You, you know who knew his downsettings and his uprisings? You know who knew he was a curser and a liar and a sword-swinging ear cut off manipulative coward. You know who knew all of this about Peter? Somebody say Jesus. Can I show you something? I have time to deal with this. Jesus knowing all of this about Peter still says this in Matthew chapter 16 verses 18 and 19. Before Peter was converted. I want to help you out to every one of you who think you can give up on anyone, to every one of you who think somebody is too far gone. Only Jesus can see where you are and know where you will end up. Somebody ought to say, Lord, I thank you. Listen to what Jesus said, Matthew 16, 18, and 19. You are Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it once again you are peter i know you're peter i know you're a liar and a cursor and a sword swinging coward i know all of that about you but you are peter and i will build my church upon this and the gates of hell will not prevail against and listen to what jesus says to peter and i will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and peter whatever you bind on earth y'all don't get me y'all don't get me peter i know you still curse I know you're still a liar, but I'm proclaiming it before it happens. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Now take note of this. Jesus spoke this to Peter before Pentecost. Ah, don't miss it, don't miss it. Because only Jesus can speak into your life concerning your destiny when your life is still a mess. Somebody ought to stand up and give God a 10-second clap your hands, praise. Has God ever spoken into you? Don't y'all fool me now. Has God ever spoken into your life when nobody else thought you would end up being anything but God? Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And then Pentecost happened. And the Peter that Jesus proclaimed about, In Matthew 16 began to shape and to form and Peter began to form into a new Peter not just a change but a metamorphosis (laughs) to those of you who know the difference a change of habit is just changing what you do but a metamorphosis is changing who you are (laughs) Because if you just change what you do, somebody may lead you to do it again. But if you change who you are, I don't do that anymore because I'm not the same person I used to be. Anyone in here so glad that God not only changed your habits, but God changed who you were? Here's what happened to Peter. Here's the text verses 14, verse 32. And then Mark, verse 36, Acts chapter 2, verse 14. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. I want you to make note of this. Listen to what Peter said. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. Verse 32 God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are witnesses of this. Verse 36 Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord. And Messiah. Oh, listen, 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 listen. Can, Can you believe these words from Peter? Three things, three key insights from these verses that demonstrate Peter's changed life that I want to leave you with. And it will also demonstrate a changed life in you. Number one, somebody look at someone and help me say, Peter stood up. Insight number one: Peter stood up. Oh, you don't believe me? Because in order to really appreciate that, you've got to go to Luke chapter twenty-two and look at the last time we saw Peter in a manner was uh, chapter twenty-two verse fifty-four. You know the story: they seized Jesus, led him away, took him into the high priest. Peter followed at a distance. And when some there at the fire noticed it was Peter, a servant girl saw him uh, sitting there. Somebody say sitting there. And she said, look closely at him. This man is with him. Peter never stood up. Good God Almighty. The Peter before the Holy Ghost could not Stand up. She said, well, I I know this is Peter. He looks like him. Peter again says, I don't know the man. Aren't you one of him? Peter said, I am not, Peter replied. About later, another came and says, aren't you one of them? Peter said loud again, I am not. And here's what the Bible says. Luke chapter 22, verse 61. Then Jesus turned and looked Peter in the eye. Good God Almighty. Elder Fred, it's something when you deny somebody and they look you in the eye. When you turn your back on somebody who predicted that it would happen and they look you in the eyes. And verse 62, and then Peter went outside and Peter wept bitterly. Before the Holy Ghost, before the Holy Spirit Peter did not have the fortitude, the strength to stand up. But something happened in that upper room that changed the nature of Peter. And now the first thing that happens in verse 14, it says, Then Peter stood up. Look at somebody and say, Stand up for jesus if you are truly his follower stand up for jesus you don't have to parade yourself around everybody but take a stand when it's necessary take a stand for jesus say for god i live and for god i die is there anyone under the sound of my voice right now that's willing to stand up for jesus look at somebody and say stand 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 come on look at somebody and say, stand stand go to your job tomorrow take a stand in your community take a stand among your friends take a stand second key insight that happened demonstrates a change in Peter's life not only did he stand up Peter stood up but Peter also spoke up let the redeem of the Lord who speak up speak up you can't sit around all of that profanity and feel comfortable you you can't sit around all of that mess and they're talking all of that garbage and not say something somebody ought to say something look at your neighbor and say say something When was the last time you spoke up? When was the last time you said something good about the Lord? When was the last time you let somebody know, I know he's a way maker because he's made a way for me. I know he's a heart fixer because he's fixed my, I know he's a mind regulator because he kept me in perfect peace. Say so, say so. Look at somebody and say, say so. Say something, say something. Shabbat the Lord, your God. Tell God I love you. Tell the Lord thank you. If you don't say anything else, take the next 10 seconds, stand to your feet, open your mouth, and tell the Lord thank you. Speak up. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Somebody open your mouth, say, Lord, if it had not been for you that was on my side, where would I be? Lord, I love you. Lord, I praise you. Say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say something. Where are my worshipers? Where are the Redeemer of the Lord? Somebody leave your seat. Wave your hands in the air and say something good to God. Say something. Thank you, brothers. Say something. Say something. Throw those hands up and say, Lord, I thank you. remain standing for the last key insights number one is Peter stood up look at somebody again and say take a stand number two Peter spoke up look at someone behind you and say say something When you go to work tomorrow, say something. Woo! When you're hanging out with all your friends who are swearing and cursing and defaming the name of the Lord, say something. Say something. And here's the third and the final one. Peter embraced Jesus whom he had denied. Three times earlier Peter embraced Jesus whom he had previously denied here's the last sign of the gift of the Holy Spirit living in you you embrace the resurrected Jesus for God I live for God I die Jesus walk with me Jesus, you are my Savior. Anyone want to embrace Jesus? Jesus, you are my very present help in the time of trouble. Jesus, you are my battle axe. Jesus, you are a way maker. Jesus, anybody call him, call him, what's his name? Somebody order. Somebody call him. embrace him embrace him don't run from him run to him do me a favor leave your seat make your way down the aisle stand at the altar change me Lord somebody say change me Lord I want say, change me, change me, change me, change me, Lord, change me, things I used to do, I don't want to do anymore. Oh, listen, as they softly... This altar call right now is for anyone and everyone who feel that there's something that you need God to change in your life. You don't have to share it with anyone. You don't have to tell anyone. But there's something that you're dealing with right now that only God can change. Come on. Come on. That's right, they're coming, they're coming, walk, they're coming, come on, they're coming at the altar, come stand, so you can't be ashamed, you can't, Lord, 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 I need you to do this for me, I I need to be able to stand up, speak up, and embrace you, come on, that's right, that's right, walk down those aisles, if you're viewing by internet right now, it's just you and God. Somebody, come on. Everybody clap those hands for those that are coming. Come. I need something changed. I, I need something changed in my life. I, I need God. I need the Holy Spirit. that's right young people are coming others are coming from the balcony wherever you are right now come on somebody say change me Lord make me more like you Sister Tamil Man wrote this song, our very own Yana Barnes is gonna come. Change me, oh God. Wash me through and through. Create in me a clean heart that I may worship. You, let me tell you something. Shouting does not change who you are. In order for you to have the change that will last a lifetime, you need the Holy Spirit. The old church said you need the Holy Ghost living inside of you. Everybody do me a favor before this song. Close your eyes and I just want to see. Everyone under the sound of my voice that need God to change something that you're praying for. I just need you to lay, raise those hands for one moment. And that starts with me. You see my hands raised? See my hands raised? Because there's something that I need God to change. It's the, and, and see, hi, yeah I, I get this. Notice the question was not, is there anything in somebody else's life you need God to change? Because this Sunday is personal. And I want to ask this question once again Is there anything in your life that you need God to change? A diagnosis, a medical condition, a situation, a mindset. A spirit of restlessness, a spirit of fear, a spirit of anger. Ooh. Aye, 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 aye. Is there anything in your personal life that you need God to change? And here's what I've realized I, I, I've stopped asking God to just change people around me. I say, Lord, change me and let them see the change that's in me. That will make and motivate them to want to change as well. Come on, Sister Yanni, come on, Tini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Change me, oh
2: God. Mm.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh.
2: Make me more
1: like you Nobody should leave right now because the anointing is in this place Change me Change me, me, oh God Somebody's been changed right now Somebody's been changed right now Wash me
2: So that
1: I So that I uh, yeah. May <laughs> worship you Somebody needs God to change me Change me Change
2: Woo. me Oh God. Make me more Like you uh, Somebody those hands and change say change me, oh Lord. something you gotta
1: do, Lord. Wash I need you to do it. Wash me, do it uh, Lift those hands and say create. create me.
2: The power A create. to change our again. Watch once you
1: again, y'all change me, oh God. Change me. me. Oh God. Make it personal. Make it personal right now. Make me more. Ooh.
2: Lift those hands all over this place. Like you. Somebody say change me, oh God. Uh, change, change me, oh God. Yeah. Uh, do it, Lord. Wash me. me. Somebody God's please, doing it. Please, yeah. The full change
1: has come on. Come on and celebrate the change. Celebrate the change with us. if you will the Peter we once knew does not exist anymore (laughs) the Peter who hid behind the campfire sitting down when they identified him as a follower of Jesus denying Jesus that Peter does not exist anymore. The thing that changed that Peter from the Peter you see on Pentecost was the Holy Spirit. And because of the Holy Spirit Peter stood up, spoke up and embraced Jesus. The same Jesus he had denied three times. (laughs) The change in your life happens (laughs) that you will not be the same. You will stand up when you would not, you will speak up when you did not, and you will embrace Jesus when you had not before. Because of the Holy Spirit that's in your life. Now I want to do something as a choir softly sing. Everyone close your eyes because this is going to get personal.
2: Ooh.
1: I don't want anyone to get lost in the crowd. Listen, if you're here today, listen, Ooh. and you need God to radically transform something in your life and you're not where you want to be with your walk with the Lord perhaps you've not committed to the Lord perhaps you did and you slipped away but you want to renew that commitment you want to give God a commitment today here's what I want you to do I just want you to raise your hands If you're here today and you want to make that commitment that you have not yet done, just raise your hands. If you have not made that commitment, preachers, elders, go to them, go to them right now, right now. Just raise that hand, raise those hands. If you want to make that commitment to to the Lord today, I just need you to raise those hands wherever you are. And a minister, an elder is going to stand by you. And after this prayer, they're going to take you and pray with you. (laughs) They're going to pray with you. (laughs) Because God God is about to do something transformational in here right now. (laughs) If you want to commit your life to the Lord right now, if, if you're looking for a spiritual covering, looking for a church home, amen, amen then you just raise those hands and remain standing after this prayer and we will pray with you. Let me warn you, this is not a perfect church because there are no perfect churches. The church that Peter preached to was not perfect. But you need a covering. You need others praying for you and with you. Amen. And if you need that today then we want you to just remain and lift those hands and someone will escort you out and pray with you and pray for you. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for this message on this special day. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us of the change that happened in Peter's life not just a change of habits but a metamorphosis Peter the worm and the caterpillar became Peter the butterfly (laughs) the Peter who would never stand up or speak up became the Peter who stood up and spoke up (laughs) the Peter who denied you three times in verse 32 and verse 36 He says to those, the same Jesus whom you crucified is now Lord and Savior. Or he is the Messiah. Thank you for the change. Someone's life is being changed right now. Some young person's life is being changed right now. (laughs) And God, you are making them into a new creature. And we say thank you because it's already done this is our prayer in your name we pray and give thanks and those who know it is already done it is so say amen amen look at somebody and say the power to change come on if you walk away with it if you want that if you want to join the church if you want that just remain standing thank you young lady others come on ministers Preachers, get to someone who's standing at the altar. Anybody that's there, others that are standing, yes. Anyone that's standing, just remain standing. Others are coming, change, change. Don't leave yet, don't leave. Go go back to your seat, remain standing. Come on, choir, take change. Anyone else, look at God, look at God, those that are going.
0: You've been listening to the worship service of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. Our worship services are open to all at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina just off I-77 between Shop and Bluff Roads. We will continue to air our services here on the radio. We're also streaming live on our website at bwcar.org on Facebook at Bible Way Church of Atlas Road and now on YouTube. Our streaming services are available live on Sundays at 8 a.m and 11 a.m. and on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. If you missed any of our services or want to watch them again, you can get them on demand on any of our social media channels. We invite you to stay in spiritual fellowship with us. To place your order for a CD or DVD of today's sermon entitled, The Power to Change, please call us at 803-776-1238. Reference sermon number 528 0528- Twenty-three. Again, the number is 803-776-1238. Sermon number 052823. June is Men's Month at Bible Way. Join the men's ministry Friday, June 9th for a night of comedy featuring comedian Ron Allison of North Carolina. The evening begins at 7 p.m. in the Sanctuary. But join us for refreshments and light jazz in the Fellowship Hall at 6 p.m. right before the show attire is evening casual. This event is free. Sign up at bwcar.org to attend. Sunday, June 11th, join us for Family Fun Day at Bible Way. This is a free family event filled with entertainment, food, games, music, and more. Bring your lawn chairs and sit back and enjoy the sights and sounds of Church Family Fellowship immediately after morning worship service. Sunday, June 11th at Bible Way. We praise God for the testimonies of those who have received Christ and now have a deeper relationship with God as a Result of this ministry. To sow a financial seed into this ministry, you can give online by clicking the link on our website, bwcar.org, or you can give right from your mobile phone by texting BWCAR and your giving amount to 73256. That's 73256. You may also mail your gift to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, Post Office Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina. 292 90. Please don't mail cash. Financial donations are being accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 noon until 6 p.m. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. At Bible Way, our mission is to know God, to love, and to serve.